Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, other line listeners, welcome to season two. As was foretold in season one, there is a very special guest, very someone who is extremely special in my life, my grandmother, Nana. We've invoked her several times on the podcast as a prime example of somebody living well, doing life to the fullest, and we are honored, blessed to have with us Dolores Jean Latcham to kick off season two. Nana, why don't you say hello to the, our great podcast listeners? I, absolutely, I want to say hello, and I want to compliment you on that beautiful introduction. It's going to get more beautiful as we go on here, Nana. Wow. More praise Very will come impressed. your way. More Very praise impressed. will come your way. Oh. Before we get too deep into the back and forth here, Nana, why don't you tell our listeners where we're recording this podcast, and what that place means to you. Okay, that's a wonderful question. And we're recording in the great room. Shall we call it the great room? Sure, why not? (laughs) Uh, Yes, Um, of our ancestral cottage in Colchester, Ontario, Canada. For people who are not familiar where is Colchester, Ontario, in relation to some place in the United States that they may know? I see. Well, I live in the suburbs of Detroit. I live in Birmingham, Michigan. And it takes me from my apartment only two hours to drive here. Uh, and that includes driving through Detroit and going through the tunnel that connects Detroit and the United States with Canada and going through customs and then entering this beautiful country. So I think it, that's true, though I will say for our listeners, if you're looking at making the trip, I'm personally preferable towards the bridge. But you mentioned this is our ancestral home. How... Did you first come over here? What were the circumstances of that? And uh, was there a certain young man that you met out in the flower bed right out front? (laughs) Oh, how cute that is. What a cute introduction to a very important phase of my life. Um, I met my husband here. He actually lived in this cottage, and I lived next door. Uh, I don't, I I use the word lived um, uh, uh, loosely because we didn't either, uh, neither of us lived in these cottages. We were here for the summer Mm -hmm. and um, probably knew each other when we were little. And then several years went by when as a teenager, you didn't want to come over here. Right. You didn't want, you know, you didn't want to leave your friends and your sports and all those things that you had in the city, and come to this place where there's actually nothing to do except, except you know, enjoy the Lake Erie. We're right on the shores of Lake Erie, uh, so we you can go boating, and swimming, and sunning, and that's all fun. And then on on Saturday nights. Uh, at McVitie's, this is years ago when we were kids uh, and young adults, they had a, a, a band 
that would come in and a dance hall. Like and, a big band, like uh, a Benny Goodman style. Oh, no, 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 uh, a little band. Um, you're talking about a, a dance in Detroit, you know, oh, okay. that we put on, uh, actually when I was in college, uh, we had big bands and have the dances at the big hotels. Gotcha, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gotcha. But here it was a simpler time. Right. And... And I really learned how to dance here, probably, um, with your grandpa. I ended up marrying this boy next door. You married a Canadian. I married a Canadian, much to my my father's. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And he always said that, you know, probably I would marry a Canadian. And I did, although he was an American. Right, right. His roots were Canadian. His mother and father actually were born in Canada. Right. And that's one of the reasons we have this cottage in the first place was because of their connections from early life. They found out about this property as soon as it went on sale, as soon as it was subdivided by the farmer up the road. Gotcha. So that's how it came to be. Mm-hmm. And approximately how many years ago did it come Almost into the family? Almost 100. That's crazy. Um, Almost 100 years ago. I would say about 90, 90 years ago. And the property was subdivided, and they bought the two first lots. Uh, And it was this lot and the lot next door, Mm -hmm. Karen's lot and Bob's. And they're both beautiful lots, Um, well-positioned in the subdivision. They're right at the end. So you don't get a lot of traffic, not that you would anyway, because yeah, we're amongst cornfields out here, definitely. So it it's a developing area. There are a lot of wineries. We encourage all people to visit beautiful southern Ontario. But back in the day, this was just tobacco fields and lakeshore, right. right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, they grew in in the summer. They grew corn and and tomatoes, but the crop they know that they sold. Uh, they probably kept their farms alive, was tobacco. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And not to cut your story short at all, we want to come back to it. No matter who I introduce you to in my life, I hear about you years later, uh, whether it's the mom's weekend or just folks from home or the times that I brought my high school buddies up here, Nana leaves an impression. What do you think has been your overall philosophy? Because you've always been surrounded by great friends. You had a background as an educator. How do you think that you've managed to balance your family responsibilities? Because you had four kids, and then I don't know how many grandchildren you're up to now. What, 18 or something like that? (laughs) 12. 12. 12, About to be two great-grandchildren. So. Mm How do you keep going, stay social, and just have a positive attitude all the time? Because that's uh, all I've seen. Well, Apart from a few times where I really yeah, messed up as a kid, because that did happen. So, a very, um, a very interesting to me introduction to the next question, because, of course, I'm never aware of anything that I do to make myself. Uh, comfortable or appealing to any of them. You're not, I'm not aware of that. 
but I do enjoy people that might sound trite, um, but it's quite true. And I, I get my energy and my enthusiasm and always learn from other people. Right. So, you know, um, I, I probably seek people out. Do you look for a specific kind of person that you seek out, or is it yes. just that human connect? Okay. Oh, I do. Okay. Tell me about that person that you okay. seek out. Well, I'll give you an example. Sure. <clears throat> I live in a very beautiful senior, um, independent senior um, apartment. And we have all um, left beautiful homes mm-hmm. sure. to, you know, I mean, you can just that you have to assume that we were of an age Probably most of us are in our 80s and 90s. And um, we had, you know, we had um, a lovely home. Well, sometimes you'll meet someone moving in to the apartment. Sure. And I'll have dinner with them like the first night they're there. And um, once or twice uh, a woman came in and had dinner with me, and, excuse me, she kept dwelling on the fact that she gave up a beautiful condo to move in there. Right. I don't know how many times she referred to it, and I finally said, "Um, I understand, I understand It's, it's a change. This is a new development in your life. It's a new phase of your life. And everyone in here, everyone in here left a beautiful home. Right. Everyone. You can count on that. I don't think there's a soul here who, who didn't have a beautiful home and left it because at this time of our lives, this is a better home. This right. is a better place for us. And we just don't talk like that. She was very insulted. <laughs> She was so insulted that she probably didn't talk to me for a month or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's very friendly, and she never mentions the beautiful home that she gave up. It seems like your message to her was, you got to live in the present, you got to move on. Right. And exactly. That Exactly. And if I have a philosophy... Um, it would be that life is an adjustment, yeah. an adjustment from one phase of your life to another. You know, the, the carefree attitude of a teenager, how you get into college, and you can keep a little bit of that, but you got to get serious, too. Right. And, of course, when you're working, you, you know, it's just not appropriate to be this carefree person all your life. And and then you have so many phases in your life, from active working, um, family life. Just imagine that you know if you if you wanted the freedom of youth, and and you were lucky enough to be a father, and you were trying to hang on to the the independence and right. uh, the life of a of a young man as compared to being a father, 
you know, there's a huge adjustment. Being married, being responsible for someone else. And then, you know, that just keeps changing. Your whole life is one adjustment after another. You've made a few yourself. Uh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, and that continues. And if you're a good adjuster, right. <laughs> uh, you're going to be a happy person. If you're trying to hang on to a phase of your life that's past. Dear listeners, I apologize for that brief interruption. We had the great honor of being interrupted by Alex, my God, I just said my wife's name. My Nana's oldest daughter, Marie, just popped into the cottage, so we had to go offline here for a second here, but we are back, and we're going to pick up right where we left off on this kind of somber note of Nana's adjustment, so... You kind of want to finish that thought, and then we'll kind of transition into next series of oh, okay. perhaps more fun topics. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we were talking, and, and Somber is right. Uh, he said, I believe the question was, my greatest challenge. Well, I think my greatest challenge has, and I've had many. I don't, I don't, I, don't, um, I actually... That was a, a loaded question. Sorry. You know, um, I, I think life is a challenge. Raising children is a challenge. Um, losing your children to... Um, Men. <laughs> well, um, no, that's sort of joyous. That's joyous, and it's, that's as it should be. But... Um, you know, they move away. Right. And that's that's tough. That's tough. And then uh, losing your spouse is challenging. Um, but we all have the capabilities of, of handling that. And, and all those situations get better. You realize how to, you know, almost attack the, the challenge. You have to work at it, and you have to be positive thinking, and you have to rely on yourself, on not on anybody else. Most of those challenges uh, require that you that you pick up your resources and follow uh, different paths that are given to you. You know, they're they're right there all the time. You just have to look for them, <clears throat> but. Growing older is a different. <laughs> it's different, um, and and I you know I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Yes, you are. But I, but you know I don't like it. It's one thing after the other, and it's very hard. I'm I'm losing my sight, and this is just happening the past year. Um, you know I can still read a book. I can still drive. But, oh, I have many challenges every day during the day that I didn't have last week. You know, mm -hmm. it's happening fast. I, there's a lot going on. And I talked to my <clears throat> ophthalmologist um, just about two weeks ago, and he said, there's nothing I can do. You don't, stronger lenses don't help because it's, um, it's, it's not glaucoma. It is um, 
macular degeneration. So, so I, you know, I'm adjusting. <laughs> I say that. Um, but it's very aggravating. Um, I'm, I'm using, you know, things like a, a magnifying glass. Right. And, you know, it's weird. But anyway, <clears throat> that's one thing. And then your skin gets very, very thin. You know, all of these things at once. And, and I, um, I have difficulty walking, going up and down steps. I have to walk, and I didn't today, but we're going to have to walk tomorrow. We're taking um, the dog out for yeah, sure. Yeah, I have to go for a nice long walk because um, if I don't walk, then I don't walk. So you got to keep other words, moving. I, right. you know, the, the more I walk, the better I walk. Sure. So you just sort of, as I mentioned before, attack these things. Right. And I start a new, a new physical therapy program in, in September, and it's neurological. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what that is. I've never done that before, but believe me, I'm going to cooperate with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And energy is another thing. You, you really have to rev yourself up. It's so good to lie down. <laughs> if you let yourself do that, you know, right. um, and you know, when you're recovering from, from a cold or, or an illness or a fall, right. um, uh, you have an excuse to just lie there and it, it's just heaven. Um, but you dare not, you dare not, you know, you, they say 20 minutes is good. Well, you get in that bed and you're never, never ready to get up in 20 minutes. Maybe two hours is nice, but that's not good for you. You got to keep, keep walking. And, and I'll let you know, um, when I have my next interview in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's what. <laughs> How I'm doing adjusting at being an, a senior citizen. I've, I've, I've been, I've never I, I tell my my young friends, and I have more and more young friends. <laughs> guess why? I'll just let you guess why. Um, but um, they they will tease me, um, and I, my remark and my my answer to them is, I've never been old before. I know I've been I've been getting here, and I understand the changes. But they've been nothing as compared to what's happened since I am getting up there in my 90s. Yeah, I well, as a credit to your tenacity and getting yourself revved up, Nana was about to take a nap about an hour ago, but somehow I convinced her to do this podcast at 10 o'clock on a Thursday. So that's another credit that's to her. That's right. And, yeah. and I feel much better now than... Yeah. Yeah. You got to so do it. That's, so that's the narrow part of it, I think, you know. Let's yeah. transition then, staying on that kind of engagement yeah. issue. We asked you about challenges. I think it's only fair and proper that we ask you about some of the most joyous times that you've had, maybe raising kids, maybe just not having kids for a while and hanging mm -hmm. out with George or, you know, even – Stuff that you've experienced living in this 
independent living home that kind of add flavor to your life and the way you've made yourself available to those opportunities should they present. Because that's the one thing to me that sets you apart from other folks who don't perhaps age as gracefully is that you're always going to say, if you like the person, I mean, that's a big part of it, yes to a social engagement. You're not one of those cancel plans people because you want to stay in bed, like you said. So what about the joyous times? Mm. Joy. Um, personally, my most joyous, you know, I mean, you know, extraordinary joy Radiating. was the birth of my children. Yeah. Nothing, nothing tops that. That is absolutely, um, there's, there's just nothing that I can say because you'd have, you have to experience it. And Can't give birth, Nana. So. I, I, I don't know if it's the same for the, for the dad as it is for the mom, but I would imagine so. Um, those were my most joyous moments. And now, um, self-fulfillment. What is self-fulfillment to you, do you think? Um, Cutting questions uh, here at 10 know, p.m. Yeah, on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what is it to me? Um, being a good mother, seeing my kids grow up to be really responsible, loyal, you know, I think they're just extraordinary, um, my four children. I am partial to mom, by the way, so, you know, <laughs> you did well uh, yeah, with they, her. I know they, you did well with all of them, but they, I'm just saying. Uh, Patrick is very, you know, he's a noble guy and noble. very well educated and very successful. Sure. And see Marie, she's brilliant. Yeah, she she's is. absolutely off the charts brilliant. And uh, has, has raised a beautiful family. And, um, and uh, Kathy is your mom. Of course, you know how, <laughs> talk about self-fulfilling. Uh, mm. She's off the charts. She's just, a, she's an extraordinary person internally. Mm -hmm. And, and she's, Dropped it beautiful, and um, and she's fulfilled. She's has the beautiful family, a very happy husband, and a wonderful career. So you, you can't do more than that. And so she's a beautiful daughter. Not to stop you from talking about Anne, who we definitely should talk about, your yes, youngest daughter. Yes. Yes. But to you, fulfillment seems to be a lot about family, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, that even includes our pets, right? <laughs> Nobody loves their pets, I think, more than our family. We, we just, you know. We are very white people. Yeah, yeah. white people love their pets. Yeah, love. I, I, um, I, you know, after George died, um, that was an adjustment. Uh, I had a, I had qu 
quite a time adjusting to that. And so did our dog. Oh, sure. Yeah, was they can feel it. just mourning all over the place. And the cat, I had the dog and the cat. Yeah. And the cat was biting my legs <laughs> every time I'd walk up the steps. I remember that. And I thought, what in the world? Why is she biting me every time I go up the steps? Never did that before. Then it occurred to me that's where Papa played with the cat, on the steps. Yeah. On the steps. The cat would go up to the top of the steps where Papa was sitting, and he, in his rough way, he'd push the cat down the <laughs> steps. And the cat would come roaring up the steps again and go after him, and he'd push her down again. That was... Um, that was why she was biting me. She wanted to play. And the dog, the dog died. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die. Mm. You know, it was awful for me because he was my greatest source of, of uh, security, I suppose you'd say. What would it be? Um, what do they call the animals that you can take on the plane? Oh, God. <laughs> What do they call them? Yeah, they call them, uh, oh, goodness, not therapy. Service. Service, yeah, they call them service, service. animals. Yeah. Service because they they fulfill a psychological need for the passenger. Well, that's what the dog was doing for me. It was really my psychological pal. So anyway, that was tough. Um, now I, I don't even know what the question <laughs> I we were on joy but we came right back around to the, oh yeah joy is right that's yeah. right we were talking about children fun fact about that cat just briefly before we get back to joy named princess turns out <laughs> years later <laughs> that cat was hiding a penis so princess was a prince and <laughs> Nobody knew how this never came up at a vet <laughs> session. I don't know. But it was kind of a mean cat, and now we know why. <laughs> this is true. Well, have we mentioned that I'm Jean the Queen? Well, we should. We should. We actually should. Yeah. And I have a royal family. Um, You're royal, Nana. The rest and, of us are just your... I have a royal family. Bastard children. And, um, <laughs> And and the dog was Prince, and then when the little kitten came along, the the kitten you know had to be Princess to, to fit in the family. Right. Okay. Nana ruled the roost right. pretty much. Right. So. Okay. But it's definitely always worthwhile to mention Jean the Queen just because we didn't talk about her I feel like I could give you a few seconds to talk about Anne and then wrap with some closing thoughts on um, yes Anne is um, is my youngest daughter and she she came into um, a very competitive family as the <laughs> young one and um she has been a joy, a difficult joy. <laughs> she's tough on everybody, but she's loving and care caring 
and she has a beautiful family. She's been an extraordinary mother of twins, a boy and a girl. And the boy now goes to Yale University, and the girl is at Stanford. Um, and I think that has been a, a goal and an objective for her, that those children go to an elite college. And she worked on that in the background. But um, she, she was so extraordinary as a mother. Um, I'll just give you a small example. When the kids were two or three years old, and, and continued as long as it was appropriate. Um, it, if it was time for naps, if it was time for naps. And with that, as it was time for naps, we had to wrap because yet again, we were interrupted by Nana's loving family. Truth be told, it's hard to get 15 minutes uninterrupted with the woman, but I'm glad we did. I hope that even though it took a little bit more of a somber note, dear listener, we were able to learn a little bit about the life of Nana. So that is episode one. We thank you for tuning in for the first installment of our second season. More to come. Probably going to be more of the under 90 age bracket from here on, but who knows? Who knows? Again, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.